Welcome to episode 15 of the What If Video Podcast. Today, my friends, Erica Pearson, who you've seen before on episode 12, and Bethany Harrison are joining me. Today, we're going to talk about something that's um, really been a challenge for me lately, and which is why I sought these girls out and asked them to come have this conversation. We're going to talk about anxiety and who can you be if you weren't anxious. So I really hope that if this is something you're dealing with, today's program will leave you filled with some hope and encouragement. Thank you both so much for being here. I'm so excited. Thank you. Yes. Excited to be back. You were my first guest on this set, and now you're back. And you're my long lost best friend that we're just meeting for the first time today. And I'm so excited to have you and to finally talk and get to know you. Yeah. This is awesome. So we're talking today about anxiety. So it's something that both of you have struggled with or oh yes yeah, i guess too? i'm the veteran of the group. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the veteran um, i'm the pro and um the way that god brought her into my life is pretty cool she's actually my former student i had her in middle school mm-hmm. and then years years later yes god brought us back together that's and, awesome that's yeah. neat. That's and neat. then we have dubbed ourselves the two anxious girls yeah. So I'm going to join your club. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can I join your anxious club? <laughs> There's a lot of uh, panic, panic exchange. Yeah. But mo- one-sided panic exchange. And then the other one's usually calm and talks the other one off the yes. ledge. So it's a, a support group hotline, yeah. if, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just call and be like, I'm, I'm on the ledge. Yeah. Talk me, talk me mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Um, usually yeah. it's near, not near as, you know, bad or even remotely as bad as the other one has schemed it up. Yes. That's me. the thing. Yeah. It's our mind and our thoughts. And yeah. just with my own like short journey through it, because um, this is not something that I've dealt with for a long time. Um, I really have it. The wildest part for me is how physical it is. Mm. And I had no idea. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No idea. Crippling. No idea. Yeah. yeah. And I probably didn't either until I can like talk to someone else. Yeah. To- was like said, hey, I think this is what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And because I do the same thing, I thought it was just, I don't know, a heart attack. Same. <laughs> I mean, I thought I was just 100%. having like, I, mean, I would just show up at the doctor yeah. and be like, my heart is racing and all this stuff and like blame it on, did I take too much cold medicine? Did I do, you know, like, did I do something to cause this? Right. And then I think when situations got not more frequent, but like in certain situations, I didn't know why my body was reacting like it was if something wasn't wrong right like I think leading up to my wedding I kept being like am I doing something wrong like am I marrying the right person why am I acting like why is why am I reacting this way when actually I had was graduating college and getting married and doing all of these things within like a four-week period and my body just couldn't process it all right and process it well so um yeah that was a big that's a huge misconception is that it's just in your mind that's and what if I you thought. don't, yeah. you know, and then your body will eventually catch up yeah. with you mm-hmm. and make you realize. I think a lot of times it's the opposite, though. Like what I have found being on medication um, is if I can get my body under control, mm-hmm. then it allows me space for my mind to do the work I need to do in my mind for it to follow. You mm-hmm. know, like when my body's reacting, I can't necessarily just quote a Bible verse and all of a sudden I'm cured. Right. 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 You know, it's not that there's something physiological happening that that's um, not the proper tool 
in that moment. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's been a combination, what I've learned with Erica is it's been a combination of yes, you know, being in the word, praying, doing all of those things are, are necessary and they're good, but also there is a very physical component that's happening in your body right now that we also have to address. Otherwise you're fighting kind of against yourself. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I I can find myself like if my heart's racing or something like I have an Apple watch and I'll be checking my heart rate every five seconds. And my husband finally told me, he's like, I've just never done that. Like, I don't do that. I don't do that normally. Why why are you this way? But what you're like, I agree with what you're saying is because my body is so like reacting physically that I can't even think straight because now yes. I'm in full-blown panic mode because mm-hmm. surely I'm having a heart attack and I'm probably going to die tonight and never right. see my baby again. Surely. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's you, like my you spiral. Yeah. Like you spiral. It's so mm-hmm. easy to, and it's so easy to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like even recently I called Erica. I had a sinus infection. They put me on a steroid, which made me more like hyper. Yeah. Um, and I called Erica and I'm like, okay, I'm on a steroid. So just take that into consideration. <laughs> but Jack may have leukemia. Um, you know, like it, he's had a bloody nose. So I like everything gets oh, escalated, gosh. you know, just yes. so larger than life. Mm-hmm. And I have to be reeled back in, like reeled back in but, and told like your body is also reacting to yeah. medication and The thing that I feel like I tried to teach her and in teaching her taught myself Mm -hmm. was by trying to tell yourself, oh, just don't think about it. Or when you try to ignore it or you don't accept the fact that this is happening, it just gets bigger. Yeah. But when you acknowledge it Mm -hmm. and when we like our text messages are hilarious and we're convinced somebody would admit us if they read them That's fine. but i'd probably go when, <laughs> it's kind of like a spa i'm willing i'd be for sure willing to go but when we acknowledge what is happening when we acknowledge the sometimes very small sometimes very ridiculous and we talk ourselves through it when we name it yeah. then it yeah. then it gets smaller and we can handle it we yeah. can deal with it and right. we can move through our day yeah so yeah and that's something too they reiterate i've been in counseling since the October before I had banks, so a little, almost two years. And um, that's something with a lot of, like they told me, very, like, first session in counseling is, like, when you name it and you shed light on it, mm-hmm. it's not so scary. Yeah. It's in the dark. So I think that's a big kind of key that's is good. just accepting that, okay, whatever this is, is making me anxious. Mm-hmm. And I think having someone to talk it out with, maybe not necessarily just anybody, but a safe person yes. yeah. that you can talk it out with, I think does help you kind of like deescalate the situation Absolutely. to where it's in bite-sized chunks and you can mm-hmm. digest why it's making you this way. Yeah. And there's sometimes it happens for no reason. Yeah. At all. Yes. That it's not, you know, it's just your body reacting to whatever and mm-hmm there's just no reason right. for it. Like I can, I remember I was at a restaurant in Franklin eating dinner before, ironically, a book release on anxiety. And I had just like this full blown panic attack. And I thought, who, who like has a panic attack and an anxiety for him? Um, <laughs> me, that's who. And I remember just being like, what is wrong with me? And my hands were like, my hands get tense. So I was like, and just having this reaction. And I was like, am I this way? Um, and then it kind of passed and it was fine. And I don't know what, and I still to this day don't know what brought it on unless it was talking about anxiety. So if I start drawing up, um, just know, I don't know why I'm doing it, but, um, 
anyways, I think just sometimes it happens. And I think maybe just accepting, like, not that it is you. I had to get over the fact, like, that it's not me, right? Like, mm-hmm. I am not anxiety. Right. But that it's just something that happens to me. Yeah, that's good. Is that it, I think that was freeing. Like, and I'm having not broken. That yeah. I'm not yes. broken. Yes. I don't yeah. need to crazy. be fixed. Yeah. Um, this is who I am. Right. This is how my brain works. Right. I'm going to love myself. Um always said I would have not been the one in the boat like, oh, everything's fine. I would have been on the stern going, we're going to die. A hundred percent. I feel that way every time my husband drives us somewhere. And he's like, <laughs> it's like, it's always like, and my hand like flies up like this. He's like, we're fine. I'm like, forget John, that's a lot of our, our arguments. Actually. Same. We in went the car. to like marriage counseling and be like, he doesn't put his brakes on soon enough. That's the problem. I agree with that. Yeah. 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 But But yeah, I think that was big. Yeah. And knowing that anxious thoughts are not something I have control over. I mean, it is like a, I mean, they will just come and out of nowhere. And you just have to know that, you know, we, we have a plan and knowing who to talk to. Yes. Because you can't talk to somebody who's going to say, just chill out. Right. Just don't think about it. It'll pass. Right. You know, you have to have people. You have to surround yourself intentionally with people. Um, and that's where counseling comes into play. Yeah. Because yeah, there's sure. not a lot of people out there who know how to talk through it. Right. And I love that you guys, something that you all pointed out in, in these notes that we were talking about is, unfortunately, the church isn't always a super helpful place right now to run for help because I mean I that is also another thought that I had is that like okay I just need to pray and it's going to go away and obviously I don't have enough faith or something's wrong with me because it's not going away like it's not even calming it like I could speak peace over myself I'm still freaking out you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like Mm so so that is to talk to someone else who's also gone through it there's just such comfort in that and I feel like that could be anything not just anxiety anything yeah. yeah anything I think as I as I got older and as I started going through some really difficult things with my with miscarriage and with my children and the birth of my children, people have their own kind of twisted thoughts on yeah. and, and some of them are well intended. Absolutely. Yeah. Thoughts and comments on how to help. Yeah. Um and I think whether it's anxiety or grief or depression or all of the things, um, it's so important, like we said, to have that that safe space and that safe group. And I, and I think about church in the sense that they were some of my biggest advocates during certain things I was going through. Mm-hmm. And also some of um, the most hurtful things were said to me through that same group mm-hmm. um, during different seasons. And... And it's taken into consideration, too, which is just a bunch of flawed people, right, yeah. like in, in the church. But um, I think realizing, like you said, that you're not broken mm-hmm. and that this is something that you do experience in whatever situation, not even just anxiety, but like whatever situation you're walking through, that it doesn't make you a broken right. person. Right. Um, there's freedom found in that, mm-hmm. I think. And and not that it will be perfect, but I think in, in knowing that um, kind of helps you navigate it through. Absolutely. Because it's just once you realize, like, there, a lot of it is well-intended. Yes. But yes, 
some things, I don't want to say like there's some things I don't share with my church group in the sense of like I just, but there's some things I have learned mm-hmm. that it's not that's something I need to announce to my to a women's Bible study <laughs> group. Right. You know, I like think, I, I think because it can be this this well intended, but it's hurtful. Yeah. I think yeah. there's a fear. Yes. That we are minimalizing the power of God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I remember one day when I was uh, walking through a pregnancy with my son and I was kind of verbalizing to somebody some of my fears and they looked at me and said, well, I thought you had more faith than that. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is not a faith issue. Not everything is a faith issue. Right. And, you know, it just kind of took them back. And I said, when you can't even breathe, (laughs) you know, when I can't even find the strength to sort through my thoughts, Mm -hmm. he gave us community and told us to stay in community for a reason. So it's, you know, loving people enough to understand I'm not Mm -hmm. minimalizing his power. Right. Um, He's given us tools. Well, and I think it's shedding light on the fact that this is what I'm experiencing. Yes. It has nothing to do with his power. This is what I am, what I am feeling. Mm-hmm. And right. my counselor always says you feel what you feel. Whether, I mean, regardless, you still feel what you feel. Mm-hmm. You can minimize it or not talk about it or shove it in a closet or whatever you want to do, but you still mm-hmm. feel what you feel. Right. And um, I think that, again, just this shedding light on it and in the proper context, for instance, when I, with my third child, Banks, had a very complicated pregnancy, um, that the outcome was not good for me or Banks. Mm-hmm. Worse for me than for Banks, probably, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Point blank almost like looked at me and said, you know, you can die from, I mean, you can die from this. You will, and gave my husband enough information of, of not she likely will die, but mm-hmm. we're going to do everything we can. And um, I remember when I was walking through that and I talked to Erica and I talked to my counselor and I shared on my blog, but there's so many people that want to um, like negate the situation that you're going through or, or minimize the situation that you're going through. And I felt so angry that I guess kind of in the same sense of telling you, oh, it's you shouldn't worry, you should have more faith, that kind of thing, that everybody was, well, we're just going to claim that it's all going to be okay. And in my world, in my circumstances, in my data that I was given, it was not okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was not going to be okay. And I think oftentimes we feel that same situation. Like I rem- I thought maybe afterwards, after I got through everything, that I wouldn't have those fears and those anxieties again. But I still go to that place of, in my head, this is what I see. This is what I feel. And it's not okay. Yeah. And it feels like when everyone is trying to give you all of these... Um, well, inspirational quotes. And when you right. can't it doesn't pray it away. Yeah, when you when can't, you can't you, pray it away, yeah. you end up feeling very, well, what is wrong with me? Absolutely. And then that takes you down a rabbit hole that leads you to the wrong conclusion of God and his love and his mm-hmm, character. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So anything yeah. that takes you to the wrong conclusion of his character and what his word says, right. you've got to step back and go, okay, where did I, yes, where did exactly. I rabbit trail wrong? Right. So. Yeah. The One of my guests, um, earlier today that I talked to her ministry is called choose different. Mm. And it's literally like, I'm doing this. I'm going to stop myself and choose different. And I love that mindset because for me, like if I am thinking something and it's just spiraling, like I have to choose to speak something verbally. Mm -hmm. Like I can't just think or 
pray silently. Like I have to verbally stop my thought process. And if I speak, my thought process stops. For me, it doesn't always fix it, but it at least gives me that like breath. Okay, wait, like stop here, stop here. And if I can, I love what you guys are saying, like call it what it is. You feel what you feel. It gives me the opportunity as uncomfortable as it is, is to sit in the uncomfortable moment to figure out, okay, where is God in this? Because he's here, he's with me, he hasn't left me, he still loves me, and I'm not broken. It gives me that opportunity, which I think is really hard for me and for most people, is to sit in the pain or sit in the uncomfortable and let God work, let him remind us of who he is, let us recall what he has done in the past. Like if we can just stop our thought process and get well, there. that's taking your thoughts captive. Yes, 100%. That is taking yeah. them captive and make them obedient to right. Christ. Which is um, hard. Oh, so hard. So, so hard. <laughs> but that is actually the verse that I have taught my son, just mm-hmm. to say over and over and over yeah. again. Um, and we talk about what that looks like. And for me, it looks like putting them on a card yeah. and keeping them in front of me and... Um, making sure that I've got to know that so that I can recall it. Yeah. Yeah. I love the verse that you guys pointed out here. Um, He will not fear bad news. Mm. His heart is confident, trusting in the Lord. And then I looked it up in here with my cool new tabs that I just got. Um, (laughs) And then the the beginning of verse 8 says, His heart is assured, which means confident, Mm -hmm. and he will not fear. The game changer for me the day that I read that, that it really like penetrated my soul was bad news is coming. And for someone who lives with anxiety and anxious thoughts, we know that already. It's played out in my head, but knowing that bad news is coming, but I don't have to live in fear of it. It doesn't have to take a hold of me. I can live in this moment and I can be confident that no matter what, no matter what. No matter what. And when God walked her through literally every worst case scenario that we could have and didn't even think of, hmm. you know, and I watched her lean on everything that she had learned. Um, it was incredible because we didn't well, have to. And there's a piece in that. Mm-hmm. I, and I say, and I've said this over and over, and I don't know how to like, I guess, best convey it, but I was not afraid <laughs> the whole time I was in that hospital. There was parts I was dreading. I was dreading the central line. I was really dreading the central line. And when the anesthesiologist told me I didn't have to, I didn't have to be awake for him to put it in, I could have kissed him on the mouth. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. But I, um, there were certain parts I was dreading, right? I did yeah. not like doing my checks. I didn't like getting the shots. Like, I didn't like doing all these things. Um, but I was not scared in the operating room. The only time I ever remember being like, a little panicked was when they put the oxygen bubble in my mouth because it sucked into my face. Mm. And that made me just a like claustrophobic yes. feeling. Yeah. Yeah, but I was not afraid. Too. And that to me was so um, mind blowing because I'm always afraid. Yeah. Well, and just you know, knowing that, that, that piece, at that moment, like, he's going to give you, and the, what you yeah, need and the when, verse of when you need it. And right. it was the, all of the worst case scenario. There was no not worst case scenario other than Banks did not pass away. I did not pass away. I did, but I didn't. Um, I'm s- obviously I'm still here, but, um, there, it was, there was any time I called Erica to give her an update, there was not mm-hmm. hope within, there was not good news that I was calling to tell her. Right. And so, um, I think like living through that and then seeing despite that, despite all of the bad news in that moment, the verse about, 
um, hope as you trust, um, as you trust in him. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, yeah. Not because you trust in him. Right. As, As. but as you trust in him. And I don't even know what that looked like at the moment. And I feel like that's important to say. I was not like, before I went to surgery, I was not reading my Bible. I was watching Miss Congeniality. Um, (laughs) So I just, you know, it wasn't like I was doing these things and I was granted peace, right? Like it wasn't like, oh, she was in prayer, right? (laughs) Let me give her some peace as she goes into the biggest surgery of her life. Right. It was, um, I was just, I guess, abiding yeah. That's all mm-hmm. I could so do. Good. Right. Right. Yes. That's all I could yeah. do. And I was watching a movie with my mom. My mom left. I went into labor. Um, I was at the hospital by myself and was wheeled to the OR. And so it was, but I was never afraid. And and if you had told me that, that all of that was going to happen, I would have probably legit had a heart attack before I went into right. all of it. But just, you know, in those yeah. moments, and I think that to me was so evident of God's character and yes. his sweetness um, that he knows he knew that all of this um, was scaring me, mm-hmm. but he was there holding me. Well, what you just said is it. such a beautiful point because there's a lot of books out there on anxiety that we have picked up and immediately put down because yeah. it gives you a 10-step process of things to do. Right. And I'm exhausted already. Yeah. Like I can't. Yeah, I, I can't do it. I, can't I brought do it. no books. I right? don't. <laughs> I'm like, I can't write you a book on this. You'd be afraid. Right. <laughs> It would invoke more anxiety. Right. You wrote, don't yes. want to live in my head. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you where you don't want to be. Um, I can't. I can't give you. Like this is not. This is not the topic that right. you want me to write on, um, because it's scary there. But yeah, there's there's all of these checklists. Or follow me, and I'll give you. And I'm not saying it's not good. Um, there aren't good exercises. When I got out of the hospital and was having some like PTSD, like Mm -hmm. panic, Mm -hmm. there was like grounding exercises Mm -hmm. of like putting my feet in water when I was having a panic attack to bring me back Mm -hmm. to present. Like Mm -hmm. there are things that, um, clinical things Mm -hmm. that are very helpful. I'm on medication. Mm -hmm. I go to counseling. I do all of the things. You do your part. I do my part. I have to do those things. Um, but two, I think there is a sweetness in abiding and knowing that at the end of the day, he's still He's going God, to love us. And yes. he's still going to mm-hmm. be God. Yes. You know, like yep. whether we watch Miss Congeniality right. <laughs> before surgery yeah. Yeah. or are on our knees praying. Like at that moment, I wasn't having contractions. I just was right. being a fat cow and yeah. watching <laughs> yeah. Miss Congeniality. You know? <laughs> yes. And so I just, it was just that moment. And the, to me, that spoke so much of like, I don't have to do anything. It's not a checklist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have yeah. to do anything for that piece, um, for him to grant me that piece. Right. And it was a sweet glimpse into his heart. Yes. When I came out on the other, especially when I came out on the mm-hmm. other side of it, because I realized then, right, I realized how bad it was and how yeah. I was never afraid. And for the girl that is Always afraid. All the things. All the things. I'm afraid of all the things. Yeah. Like, yes. It's going to go wrong. (laughs) John says I'm the most negative human he's ever (laughs) met in his life, but I'm real good for damage control. Yeah. Um, But that's my, that's That's probably my call. Yeah. I'm real good at calling out what's going to go bad. Yeah. Um, So Bobby, he says, do you think worst case scenario and everything? I'm like, yes, Mm -hmm. Charlie's probably going to fall on that. So Mm -hmm. please don't even put him by it. (laughs) He's already played out. He's not, it's not, he's not, yeah, like he's not probably going to fall. This is how he's going to fall. This is what it's going to look like. This is the laceration size. This is how long it's going to take us to get to the doctor's office. Like it's It's planned out. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, I think that that was a beautiful, I don't know. Yeah. There was beautiful freedom. Yes. And, and abiding. I think that that's a key. And I feel like the three of us, um, probably more of a type A planner, control the situation, checklist, love checklist. I love planners. I love new paper and pens and Lisa Frank. Same. Like all of the Same. things. All the things. I'm an A minus is what I say. An A minus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm little there. But I feel like <laughs> still for me, like I can get co so caught up in that works. Like I have to do mm -hmm. these things. Almost like an OCD. Like if yes. you don't do these things. It, um, it's, he's not going to do. Mm -hmm. And he freed you from that. Yeah. In that moment. Yeah. yeah. And that was a, a beautiful thing. I yeah. mean, for me, because I've lived my whole life like that. Yeah. Like. Probably from the time I was really, I can remember being really little, feeling like if I weren't with my parents, if I weren't right there with my parents, something was going to happen yeah. to them. If I weren't, like, if I didn't do these things. Yeah. I sat in your classroom many a days and panicked about things. So, like, there were plenty of times I'm sitting there, like, rocking in Erica's yeah. chair. Well, I think um, I just realized this is not going away. This is not something that is going away. And that, the moment that I accepted that mm -hmm. and I accepted who I was and how he made me, that mm -hmm. is when I found true healing. That's so good. Mm -hmm. That's so good. We're almost out of time, <laughs> which I feel like we could just probably sit here for the next four hours. So we need to <laughs> do this again. This is going to be part two and part three, probably. Um, but one piece of hope that you all would like to leave people with, is there something that sticks out? Um, <laughs> I think we <laughs> find your, oh, it, he loves us. And as far as a piece your of people hope, are important. Yeah. yeah. Find your people. Yeah. Find your find people. A, I'm a big counselor advocate. Yeah. I think a counselor, I got with Peggy before I, um, went before I even knew anything about banks and, um, did Zoom calls with her in the hospital, had a mm -hmm. trauma counselor after the hospital. I think having someone to walk yeah. you through is so important. If you're struggling at all, even yeah. if it's a, like, it's a, I think everybody needs a counselor. Like you need a doctor, like, yeah. like you need yeah. a primary yeah. care physician. Yeah. Like I think it's part of, uh, it's, for me, it's part of my life. Absolutely. Like yeah. it's just part of my life. So I feel so. like finding your people, finding your community. And I think a big part of what we talked about is doing our part. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I do think we can get so caught up on the faith side of it, which is a great place to be. But there's a physical well, doing side your, too. Yeah, doing your part, the physical side, will bring you back to the faith Absolutely. part. Yeah, and, that's and so ultimately good. Allow you, that's it. Ultimately allow you to abide. <laughs> yes. And allow you the freedom to abide yes. in Him. Yep. That's so good. Thank so, you both so yeah. much. We're going to do it again. Yes, for sure. Yeah, okay. Good. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> we would love to connect with you. Follow us on social media at What If Video Podcast or check out our website by visiting ashleylmcclain.com. You can see what's coming up on What If, submit your What If questions, read Ashley's blog, and so much more. We can't wait to connect with you. The What If Podcast is now on iTunes. Subscribe to our video or audio podcast today and don't miss another episode. I wish that I had more time to wrap up this show, but 
the girls just had so much good information to share. And, and I just pray for you that if you are struggling with anxiety, I would love for you to email me. I would love and be honored to pray with you um, as we kind of walk through this season together. So I hope that um, you'll reach out to us. You can find our contact information on our website. Um, send us your prayer requests. Reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram, anything like that. And we'd be happy to pray with you. Just know that there is hope and there is freedom and you are not alone. So I just pray that you're encouraged and we'll see you next time on the What If video podcast.